Elijah has changed over the years. He's given up. We keep him heavily sedated. But there is a reason for that. He's too smart for them. You won't be lonely anymore. You have two new friends. Welcome to Second Take Podcast's review of the Glass, you starring James McAvoy, like Bruce Willis, and Samuel Jackson. I've developed Written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. The light will force a different identity to take over. Por favor, senora. I want my headphones back. Step away from the controls now, little doctor. Can't beat the beast! So you're not going to shake my hand and let me walk out of here? <laughs> Good for you. What do you want? I am here to see if tales of the extraordinary being are true. May I meet the beast? I'm Mary Reynolds. I need your abilities to get us all out of here and show the world we exist. That sounds like the bad guys teaming up. Do you believe you are an avenging angel? I have to get out of here before he gets out. They are contained. They always underestimate the mastermind. It has begun, David. I found someone who will require your full potential. You shouldn't be hiding in the shadows. You might want to try and stop us. A lot of people are going to die. Now, who'd like a PB and J sandwich? <laughs> we are not meant to have this much power. <laughs> Finally, all of us together for the world to see what we are capable of. You need to get out of here. What have you done, Elijah? Sounds to me like the bad guys are teaming up or something like that. I didn't have to read this quote in advance. And I'm Sebastian. Everything extraordinary can be explained away. And yet it's still true. I'm Andy Schossler. Now, who'd like a PB&J sandwich? And I'm Julie Eisentrager. And welcome to our review of Glass, the continuation of the M. Night Shyamalan series that's going forever, Andrew, forever. Please no. Please <laughs> let this be the last one. We have 10 to 15 more of these. As far as ending a trilogy is concerned, it was a nice way to do it. It's the best of the three films. Is it? Yes. Is it? We yeah. will talk about that. But first, right. who are you? I'm Julie Eisentrager. And who is that? What, who is that? What is a Julie? And I don't know how to say your last name. Oh, no, you're going to have she to now. She just said it twice. Yeah, I've but I wasn't there. I didn't listen. Yeah, come on. I, Eisentrager. Correct. Yes, but probably without the pause in the middle. Mm, is there a comma mid-name? Yes, it is. There's an umlaut, but no pause. Okay, where are you from apart from directly across the table? Um, From here, there, and everywhere. I have three podcasts on this network. <gasps> I know. 
<laughs> I am shocked. Musicals taught me everything I know. Yes. Uh, what comes next? Elvis Lives, a conspiracy theory podcast released very shortly, if not already. Well, yes, this, has it been released or not? By this recording. By the time this comes out. Oh, same day. Oh, launch party. Guys, pop on over, <laughs> come on over there. And and then they fucked. And, okay, <laughs> I know what that one's about. But for Andrew here, who doesn't know what that's about. For my sake, because I'm very naive. And that's, that's the first time I'm hearing that word, yeah. genuinely. What's it? Sorry. Oh, no. darling, sorry. That's true in one day. <laughs> um, I meant the word then. <laughs> <laughs> and then they fucked is a fan fiction podcast where we trawl the internet for the dirtiest, smartiest fan fiction we can find. Oh, lovely. And read it aloud to our adoring public. <laughs> Smart fiends. Yeah, you don't really want to read that quietly once you... Once you have it, you want to share that with everybody. Yeah, yeah. And there is stuff out there. <sighs> Mr. There a, Rogers found some good stuff. Uh, is it, is it just reading it out or do you role play as well? Oh, no, we don't role play. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, we just read it out as written, which is important because oh, the see. grammar is. I see. That's part of the charm. Right. Yeah. I actually guessed it on an episode. I think it came out last week by this recording. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, right. yesterday, whenever. yesterday, by well, yeah, but by the time this comes out, last week, and I read some uh, some gospel based fan fiction about Judas and Jesus. Not the first time we've had. Oh, I see. Judas and Jesus on the podcast. <laughs> Third time for Jesus. Yeah, quite a quite a power couple that would be, I imagine. Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. mm. Anyway, that's me in a nutshell. Well, I'll have to keep my ears tuned then. Mm-hmm. I should probably post that like on the Facebook page or something to be like, hey, <laughs> this is the thing that I was in. Listen to it. No, don't do that. Speaking <laughs> of the thing promotion. we're in right now. What's this? Glass. Oh, yeah. Riddle me this. Do you want to do trivia? Riddle Let's do trivia. That. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hey, Derek, you know what's always good for shoulder pain? What? If you lick my butthole. It is Wednesday, my dudes. Okay. Okay, now this time for real. I may have missed the clip there. Um, I was getting the porn title out of the way so we can get into the, the real trivia. Good. Let's the, do it. It's pretty original, guys. Mm-hmm. Mm. What would you call glass? Any guesses? I don't know. It, I, you, I guess a million times and you will not get this. Gleam. One. Glint. No. Any guesses? Glitter tits. Jizz. Have I just gone oh, too basic? <laughs> <laughs> I was joking. I literally just took away the G and the L and left the word ass. That's yeah. it. I'm um, shocked. Mm-hmm. That's I was like, yeah, guess a million but times. But did you, did you were, pop a subtitle in there at least? Like, well, it is ass, part of, shatteringly good. <laughs> it is part of the ongoing M. Night Shagalon series. It is, So yeah. I just figured ass, colon, the M. Night Shagalon series. You got it. Hoy. Yep. That's not meant to be outside. So that's that. I'm done with my part of this movie. You say you say ass as a porn title, and all I can see is the poster from one of my favorite college humor skits, which is Nicolas Cage's <laughs> yes. agent. Yep, yep, yep. If you haven't seen it, look it up. It's, it's just quite a treat. And it's just a tasteless asshole. And it's just an ass with a tongue out the bottom. Oh my, oh my god. <laughs> it's terrific. What was that called again? He does he does <laughs> It's it's about oh, they're, they're all coming back to me now. It's really great. It's a it's a three-minute video about being the agent of Nicolas Cage and the fact that he keeps saying yes to stupid roles. And we'll, we will watch it during the, yeah. after this episode is up because it's very funny. I should have saved that for a variety hour, actually. That's oh, very, I very, say, very I much did, in spirit. I think I did that. college humor in general already. Yeah, that's so. true. <sighs> Do you have a, a Nicolas Cage bracket on this podcast? Not yet. You're going to need one. 
No. Vampires kiss. Vampires kiss. I think it's called. I mean, he kind of he kind of makes his way mm. in through the um, through Seb's uh, uh, synopsis readings, where we guess the title and, and actor of the film. Nick Cage has been in there twice now. Yeah, he's he's because he does a lot of shit. He does, he does a lot of good stuff too. He's a, he's a fine actor. Okay, a broken clock. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> right. <laughs> true, twice true, a day, true, sir. True. Right, actual trivia though. Actual trivia. Um, low budget. When I when I read the figure, I was surprised that. Um, the end of the trilogy would have a budget this low. It's only $20 million in the budget. Oh, but seeing it, I can see why, because most of it is – oh, no, no, no. no and, and that's not to, uh, yeah, not to paint it in a bad way. way. It's set in small rooms with a lot of – it's very dialogue heavy. Who knew back when Unbreakable came out in the early 2000s, it would have the most settings, like different settings of right. all the series because it splits just, hey, we're in a couple of rooms here and that's yeah. the entire thing. Yeah. yeah. And then glasses condensed down again where you were all in a couple of rooms but in the same building yeah. so they all look the same anyway. Unbreakable is pretty much a James Bond film comparison <laughs> with its globe-trotting ways just going from scene to scene. And a pretty quick shoot too, only 39 days. Oh, they yeah. had um, they had during the shoot. That's really, really quick. Yeah. Okay. What yeah. surprised me more was the script. Yes. 134 pages. Yeah. That's it. Well, I mean, a minute a minute per page. And it's a it's about a two hour two hour film, just over two hours. Just a visual so that- for no one else can see. 134 pages, about two centimeters worth of pages. The script pages yeah. are of an A5. A5. A5 so oh, that's yeah. tiny. Yeah. What? Yeah, Shyamalan wrote it on A5. No, I'm saying this is an A5. Yeah. That's what I'm showing you. Yeah. An A4. And scripts even more spaced pages. out than that as well because you go you get down pretty much double spacing between most lines of character dialogue, like when they're talking to each other. You can have a conversation of like ten power um ten lines each and it might be one page worth. Yeah. And I've just done that right now myself. Are then. scripts printed on particularly thick paper? Like is it subtly thick? Like you wouldn't notice it. I've torn it many up, a page. It ends up padding the thickness by about thirty <laughs> percent. So you lay down this script on on the on the producer's thing of there you go, and he goes, "Whoa, that's really that's really thick, that's really There's beefy." It's a juicy it's nice. one. Look at mm. that. But it's not. It's like three pages long. <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. I think that's what happened here. Right. <laughs> well, the hospital where it was set, um, I can't remember the title of it in the film, um, nah. but it was a genuine mental hospital in Allenstown in Pennsylvania. Ooh. Allentown. Allentown. Oh, Allen. Sorry, yes, Allentown, not Allentown. My fave. Yeah, really? It's in 40 Seconds Street. It's a musical thing. I only know it in reference in uh, The Office. When they oh, talk yes. Of, of something about, oh, that's all the way up at Allentown or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Some other mall. I think it's the episode where um, Kelly is interrogating Michael's cheating girlfriend about her earrings and she's listening. Oh, yes. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way off topic. <laughs> so this film is the first to be co-produced by Universal and Disney. Through Buena Vista. Yeah. Every project that they had done prior to this was like a TV thing. This is the first film they did. And I'm kind of surprised they did it at all. Mm. Because production companies tend to, you know, no, this is mine and I'm going to deal with this property. Especially Disney. Yeah. Or buy buy the rights off me and then you can do what you like. They're not really in the habit of working together. They don't like to share. Disney does like to hold on to its intellectual property. (laughs) They will change the law in order to make that happen. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) But Disney also likes money. And for a film that costs $20 million, it's probably going to bring in two hundred. Well, the the notes kind of went to say that um, because they produced Split. um, Or did they? No. no, Unbreakable. No, sorry. Split and then Unbreakable was. Was Universal? Was Universal. Blumhouse was Split. That's that's the distributors, not the. 
Oh, there's a distributor? Okay. Oh, too many levels. in. Charlie Star, let us know. In, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not looking this up. But uh, the notes basically said, um, Disney said to Universal, okay, you can or you, you can farm this out to Universal um, as long as Disney has a meaningful impact in, in the, the story and such. And so here we are. I think that's why I enjoyed this one so much because it's very focused. Mm. I won't get into detail until the good and bad, but this film was a lot more focused than Shyamalan projects typically are. Or have been anyway. Interesting. I'm liking the way this is sounding so far. <laughs> I, I genuinely enjoyed it until the ending. I genuinely enjoyed it. <laughs> oh, flipped. <laughs> and one last little bit, unless somebody has something else, is that I can make Sham- something up. <laughs> Shyamalan used unseen footage from Unbreakable for the flashback scene um, for, uh, what's his name, Joseph, the kid? Yeah. Um, yep. It surprised his- me that they still had that. Yeah, well, I mean, you well, keep everything forever, unless you're the BBC, in which case you erase it the second <laughs> yeah. it goes live. Okay, so I'm glad to know about that kid thing because the kid was obviously in the dark for that scene. When, yes. So yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was just a bit of CGI trickery, but you know, no, it was actually it's existing footage. Okay. Genuine footage, probably touched up, you know, to, to make it uh, look more modern. Well, they did I the mean, train scene where they flashed what they were done and there was, you could see a bit of a grain difference, it was yeah, pretty clear. I think like, all they did was include the, that last little thing where it juts out. To well, include Bruce because the rest of it is yeah, yeah, behind yeah. a chair, so you can't tell that it's being swapped over. You can mask that yeah, really easily. Very even I could do that. Yeah. I just slap a computer keyboard <laughs> until it happens. But I'm sure even today, a film from 19 years ago, digital though it may have been, would still look different oh, from, yeah. from yeah. something recorded today. Anyway, that's it for trivia. Un- unless anybody has something, don't look at me like I'm prepared. I just bring porn titles. That's all I do. Movie smoothies. No, movie babies. Hasta la vista, baby. Nobody puts baby in a corner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. It's babies, right? I was actually, I literally, throughout that entire stage, forgot which one we were going into. Sure, it's babies. Babies. Great. Okay. So I've nailed this. Have you? I'm going to say two things, and you're going to pack up your bags and go home because the job is done. What if okay? we've got the same two things? Well, then you can stay, but that's not going to happen. Okay. <laughs> so this movie is a mix of Shutter Island and X-Files. Oh, yeah, we don't have the same things. Of course we don't. Yeah. You're all wrong. No, mm, I, okay. I okay. I think I hit the mark better. Do I need to show my working or can we-, can we No, please, it? if you have working to or show. if it needs to be shown, I'll show it. I don't yeah. want to see it. I don't know. I mean, you may have just put the answer down hoping that I'll give you the five points. Well, ev- as you all know from, from school, <laughs> it's the working that matters, not the answer. <laughs> so allow me to earn my A+. Plus. Please. Uh, Shutter Island, but in reverse. So instead of trying to convince um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character that he is actually experiencing all these things as a false right. reality and what the truth is, we have the psychiatrist character doing the exact opposite, trying to convince them that their reality is a fantasy. No, I've got a picky, picky pick thing to pick about that. Okay. (laughs) Because I don't think that's what she was really trying to do. Like that was the point of the film. And then the ending kind of- I thought the ending confirmed what I said. We'll talk about it. Maybe. And then X-Files for the secret government agency that showed up to cover up everything. But it was specifically not a government agency. They say that. It was yeah, a, well, okay, so it was so more like it, the mummy in that sense than the X-Files. We're not in, a government agency. In X-Files, there's the FBI and then there's the other side organization. The shadow FBI. Who tries to cover everything up that aren't sponsored and controlled by the normal FBI. Yeah, but they I'm talking of, about, uh, is it, what's the name of the character? The, the cigarette smoking cigarette man. Cigarette smoking man, yeah. Him and his organization. Okay. Yeah. Man, that makes sense, I guess, in a really loose way. I accept my A+. <laughs> 
Well, I went with uh, Silence of the Lambs mm. because uh, mm-hmm. the villains have been caught and now yeah. they're being interrogated. Um, and X-Men, of course, because they're all mutants with you know ridiculous powers that don't exist in the real world. I thought X-Men for one reason – and it's that stupid animal walk they do and the villain runs and then starts galloping like some sort yeah. of fucking idiot. Yeah. Yeah, they did that with um in the Wolverine Origins film with how um yeah. Sabretooth ran. It never looks good. I don't know why they do that. No, it, it, doesn't. Looks, it looks goofy every no, no. time. There's no way of filming that so it doesn't look stupid. That's not the run I took issue with either. <laughs> really? <laughs> I took issue with the old mate in the green coat running. I got yeah. the giggles from that run. Yeah, It's Bruce Willis. He's so old. It's probably not Bruce Willis. Mm, <laughs> it's definitely not CGI. Because no. uh, Shyamalan doesn't like them. Oh, yeah, James McAvoy actually yeah. ran like a horsey boy for a bit. Oh no, I'm sure they used a, a pulley string thing that yeah, then yeah. they shopped out. But uh, but it wasn't CGI. It was genuinely recorded him making those motions. Before, but all sorts of trickery in the background. Before Julie gives her babies, I was going to put uh, two grievances really quickly with film. With Please. Things. So in films, people that run like horses, no, no. And just in general, people that use the word tremendous when they mean something good. Also don't like that. Why not? That's just mean, a personal thing for you. Yeah, though. it is. It was, That's just a list of your bugbears. It's nothing to do with this movie. <laughs> I just every time I I'm, I hear it like in the radio or something on the way here, I always think I need to I need to air this out there. I fucking hate it. It's stupid. The word means big. Fuck off and use a different word. Okay, and Seb, I'm done. You have just landed a tremendous bombshell for me. Mm. That that makes sense because you're using it as the word big. Great. I love it. Sure. <laughs> And also X-Men because you've got Mr. Glass a la Magneto recruiting people oh, on, his, yeah. on his side, finding new mutants. And he's I in a wheelchair it. just and like he's Xavier. In wheelchair, yeah. <laughs> and he's trying to recruit Xavier who's standing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And he's, he, he refers to everybody as kind of villainous, um, but uh, I kind of interpret it as, as a ambiguous whether he's recruiting good or bad. He's just finding other Yeah, other I didn't think that he was like all team villain. I thought he was more just like... Hey, everyone with special powers. Doesn't matter what team you're on, let's get together and and do good and bad stuff, guys. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I had um, Batman versus Superman cross one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Okay. Cuckoo's nest is a good pull, but Batman Superman is just like Shitty movie about superheroes (laughs) cross psychiatric hospital. Oh, da, da. They did try Fuck. to lobotomize glass, right? Is that what they were trying to do with that laser? I'm so I was a bit confused. Yeah, I, I think there was a. Oh, that's a newfangled <laughs> lobotomy. <laughs> well, I don't know what they were trying to do. They were fucking with his brain with it, though. That was yeah, the plan. So yeah, yeah. Shyamalan invents all kind of stuff that he sounds didn't invent cool. lasers, though. Uh, I we assume. don't know. No, no, even the oh, I'll I'll I'll, I'll save it for the bad. <laughs> the I'll hands that with that, I wish you could have uh, seen it. Uh, <laughs> okay, settle down, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to tweets. Plotting up tweets. And today I'm going to read it to you. It's got any sports in it? Are you kidding? Fencing, fighting, torture, revenge, giants, monsters, chases, escapes, true love, miracles. I struggled with this. Mm, me too. Because really? I, I came up with two and they're both bad. Mine came to me straight away. Well, do you want to end on yours? Sure. That way we end on a, a positive mm, note. Sure. Mine's to... mediocre. Okay, so I'll start with bad. <laughs> we'll build up to success. Um, I had two. Surprisingly racist statement about the Irish. That was it. Um, <laughs> right. And then something about next from J.J. Abrams, the Clover Leaf conspiracy. Oh. Oh, and then I just had the words hashtag David done it again. But I couldn't work that into <laughs> nice. a thing. So that's it's bad. I told you. That's good. I like the hashtag. Um, mine was three superheroes aren't super enough to, 
to not to land in an asylum are repeatedly told they are not superheroes by a lady in a human club. Correct. Yeah, she is very pro-human. <laughs> she is. <laughs> are you our Alex today? <laughs> you just gave us the actual plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old Alex, same as the new Alex. It's all the same. Same suit. I can give you the alternate if it's you like. A, there's another one? Yeah. Yeah, please. Guy just stoked to get job after 19 years out of work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was old man yells at puddle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Overseer versus beast in the table tennis championship. Hashtag superhero showdown. Is this because they started fighting with a table? Because they were throwing a table okay. to each other. <laughs> How could you not make that into a competition? Come yeah, on. But the you want to see? No, you want you you want to see them all. You want to see. Um, uh, the Hulk, obviously. Yeah. Um, what's his name from Street Fighter? I keep thinking E Honda, but that's not it. The green from one. the movie. No. Oh, um, one oh, from Brazil. I know his name. Keep continuing. I'll throw it at you in a second. Also starts with a G or something. I think. No, doesn't Gu- matter. It's not Guile. Guile's the American. No. He's is he the Beast as well? He can't know. I've never think. I could Google it. Yeah, in fact, I just will. <laughs> just, no, don't. No, no. It's, it's not fun. worth. I it. love googling. You want to see I them all? Googling. You want to see all the huge- who's the green guy <laughs> in Street Fighter? <laughs> Okay, this is exciting. Are you too good to type? Blanker. Mm. <laughs> it was Blanker. No, Blanker. Blanker. He does think he's too good to type. Also, that was the most like radio-friendly way of Googling on air. Do your fingers not work anymore? I was being radio-friendly. Radio-friendly? Yeah. Yeah? Otherwise, what about, what about the courtesy of just doing it subtly while concentrating on something else? The audience telling would have a joke to imagine. while looking up information on your phone. That's that takes talent. That's radio friendly. I didn't want the audience to have to imagine what the Googling <laughs> is like. Now they just it's it's there. Shall we do the good? I guess. Go ahead. Make my day. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Yeah, boy. I kind of liked that Dunn went into security. Yeah. You know, if he's if he's a no, I like his I like his business acumen. Yeah. Right? yeah no, that, it's that, an that, obvious that, choice, but a yeah. good one. At first it I, just made sense for him, you know. Like it's 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 revealed that he's that he's got his home security shop, right? Mm. But at first I thought, oh no, he's got his own security company and he's the one doing the rounds. I thought, perfect. What yeah. a what a great line of work yeah. for a superhero to to, to hide go it. into. Especially someone who sees themselves as as a protector. I thought to myself, like, yeah, that makes sense. That's like that. Yeah. yeah, that that works. And then my next thought was, how many security cameras can you sell in one store? The, unfortunately, the only like it's it's revealed that it's a shop that that he runs it. <laughs> then that's it for a while. And the only payoff is that his cameras presumably are the ones that are being installed Didn't even think in, of the, that. in the hospitals. Didn't but, think of that. But that's it. It's that's just. Nice. A, I was saying this. During, there's no, there's um, no real payoff. Was it during Split? I was saying it's Shyamalan does this weird thing where like, yeah. why does this bitch know about tigers' yeah. mouths? Oh, they're under a zoo. He sells that's cameras. It. Oh, yep. there's camera. Like that's he, and that means it. nothing, but yeah. it's there. It yeah. means absolutely nothing. It's, it's just that's, there. That's a thought I think that Shyamalan has while he's on the toilet. Yeah. He's oh, like, oh, am I gonna do that? Yeah. Or while drunk or high yeah, or whatever. In and the then, shower, and anything it, really. And then it just stays in the script mm-hmm. because it needs to be thick. Yeah. So Shyamalan <laughs> had his cameo in the security shop scene. Yes, yeah, he was, oh, and he was playing the same guy <laughs> that in Unbreakable. David tried to 
find drugs on at the stadium, I guess? It's, it's my first bad note. <laughs> okay, well, we can wait and for someone that no, committed to it as no, a good. No, because it's relevant. And I read, it sure is good to know that the drug dealer turned his life around. <laughs> right. what, a, what a great what a great part of the film. Good okay. to know. <laughs> I will let you know, just like your dad go for a walk was one of my quote ideas. So, oh. But that was nice, I um, guess. He's going to do it anyway. At least, he did, like, at least it was quick and it was like pulling off a bandage. That's right. right. And and his cameo was out of the way. Yep. I, I read he had another one as a security guard later on. I didn't well, pick up I on it. I figured he'd chop yeah. in the um, asylum or something, but then he would have to get murdered. And oh. Well, yeah, no, so. there was one security guard that didn't get murdered that just let him walk on through. <laughs> so he was, let's that assume that's Shyamalan. Yeah. <laughs> I assume the one that lived, you were the one that was given all the, the vitamin advice. And he was no. down at like a pharmacy no. during all the break. <laughs> So wait, I need vitamin D to help them absorb. You need the D, man. You got to get yourself the D. (laughs) How much water are you drinking? (laughs) So much. (laughs) Not enough. (laughs) Um, Um, Good. They got the same actor back to play the kid. He looks and he's good. Yeah, he's good. He's a good actor. Isn't it lucky he turned out to be hot? Right. Otherwise, don't think he he started off as a little weasel. Talented. Yeah. He was a gross-looking kid. He looks the same though. No. He was fine as a kid. I thought as a kid he looked like a weasel child, but he, I think he grew to look quite oh, no, good. He, he looks handsome. Should you be attracted to the child, Seb? Well, should I'm you? just saying I should not be repulsed by the child. <laughs> That's my preference. All kids look weird. Yeah, you heard it here first, Andrew no, Chosler. All kids look do. weird, There's especially no the ones that you love. There are cute kids and there are weird-looking kids. <laughs> there are no good-looking kids. That doesn't happen. Yeah, we didn't mention this. I don't think we mentioned this in Unbreakable, but they actually wanted to get um, the same kid from Sixth Sense um, in to play the role of the kid in Unbreakable. Oh. But they thought it would be confusing to have Bruce Willis have the same kid with yeah. him in another film because yeah. it was a like year after as well. Oh, yeah, God, you, so that, that, that would have been. That's why Haley Joel wasn't used. Yeah. Mm, bless. Isn't he dead but, now? You know, he's alive, Is but he also he's... he grew up to look really weird, so it's good that um, they didn't use him because his son would have looked- He's not weird. He's a bit chubby. No, no, no. He, no, that, no. He, he looks weird. He's his, so what so fattest. <laughs> his head grew, but his face stayed all in the centre. Yeah, but he's got a nice beard. I'm just saying, if, if and he's he had still come competent. up, I would have assumed he was a supervillain in this film. Look <laughs> how weird he looks. <laughs> like, that kid ain't right. <laughs> he looks oh, fine. Dear. Um, this one's a mix, good and bad. Okay. Okay. The lights, right? Mm. The lights that they use yeah. to take down the beast. The strobe, yeah. Really cool idea. Mm. Yeah. Okay, he's uh, uh, Donald, not Donald Dunn. Um, David. I keep thinking Donald Dunn. Because Donald Dunn is the name of a musician in the Blues Brothers. <laughs> yeah. oh. And now I can't get that out of my So David, David Dunn, Dunn, right? His vulnerability is water. So he gets um, the hose again. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> that's the, that's yeah. the yes, of the yes, reference. Absolutely. <laughs> Mr. Glass is vulnerable. I mean, he has a superior intellect, but he's completely physically vulnerable to yep. anything. Vulnerable. Physical you know, world. I would debate he may even be psychic was- given how this film went. Oh, but we'll possibly, get to that. yeah. He, he may develop. And uh, the beast's vulnerability is that, you know, you, you flash these lights and do it. Really cool idea. Until Shyamalan gave it a name, the hypnotic lights, and then its coolness went oh, right out the window. So I didn't even notice that he gave it a name. No, by that and then it's just first point. time they rock up. I yeah, know, they refer to it as the hypnotic lights again. Yeah, it's they? Okay. the 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 doctor um, Ellie. Well, she's Ellie got so many cool toys. How could she resist calling? Lots them of people. Um, like, I've, I've, it didn't need an like if they hadn't named it and it was just using it would have been. Cool, mm. Like, mm. really cool idea. But naming them the hypnotic lights, bleh, done. No, no thanks. I'm, Are you David done with this? I'm oh, David done with that. Stop. <laughs> Don't. Um, I've recently binged 
and not that recently, over the last two, three years, recently binged a whole heap of documentaries about DID. Okay. And a lot of people do describe the way that the person who takes over, if they don't describe it as the person driving or driving the car, driving the body, they'll describe it as the person in the light. Okay. So I think he like he's definitely done his research on that. Um, and, and is the idea that um, you can bring a bring about a change with a, no, with a I flash, think that's or, where or is that completely made up? Somewhat supernatural. <clears throat> okay. But the description is the person in the light. Okay. Like just, like, it just oh, as a yeah. metaphor. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, mm. so I see what you did with that metaphor. That, you made it literal. That makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Um, hmm. It's look. It might have escaped me, but is Casey's power revealed? Does she have a power? I didn't think she okay. did. Or is she just influential on Kevin? I thought, okay, I thought they were hinting at her having a power in this film when she managed so to talk I. herself into the room with Kevin because the doctor was like, no, I'm not bringing you into the room. Why That's, would I do that? Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And she's like, why would I do that cut to them doing it? I That's thought, exactly what yeah. I thought. I thought she mind tricked them or something. And then they like, never yeah. played up on yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I see where you went with that. Okay. I was too caught up on this Stockholm Syndrome Nuh-uh. relationship I'm not happy about. I do not like it. Icky, icky, nana. Well, she, I mean, she shared some good moments with Hedwig. There's some bits in there where the doctor's like, you know what he needs? More physical touch. I'm like, what are you asking her to do? She's a child. <laughs> I know she wants to do it, but you don't let children do what they want to do. <laughs> That's the point. Like, oh, it depends oh. on where they are. California, I think the consent laws are pretty easygoing there. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, oh, sorry, they're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> not, there's not so the many questions here as well. Like, if Hedwig was in charge of the time, who's? Eh. Yeah, yep. I Hedwig, am. it's all about board. <laughs> Kevin, <Mm-mm>. <laughs> incorrect. He's <laughs> such a sweet statutory. All right. Um, no, I'm not done with the good. If you're trying to move on, no, I'm, no, I'm saying I'm tapped out for the good. Uh, I have minimal good. Please, well, please go. I can I'll get rant. the good done. <laughs> Pretty quick. Can you get the good David done pretty quick? <laughs> For the rest of this podcast, that's a standard. <sighs> that's all right. I'll just slap you later. Um, so the issue I had with it, well, it's not the issue, sorry. The good stuff I had of it, it was a good idea. The twist yeah. was good. The concept uh, was good. Yeah. I like the twist only because I hadn't seen Unbreakable and I kind of didn't see it coming. <laughs> you, wouldn't um, seen it, you wouldn't have seen it coming from Unbreakable either. Okay, fair. great. Yeah. Um, but it's a, as, a, as a concept – Really, really good. Okay. And that's what I enjoyed about it. I was like, that is, yeah, good. Would I like to have seen it executed? Yes. Yeah. That's the problem I had. That, anyway, that was the big problem. Next. But as an idea, Wait I will Wait till concede. my eight points of bad stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, as for the good stuff. Yes, Shyamalan lover. This probably wouldn't have affected you as much, Julie, because you hadn't seen Unbreakable. Oh, I thought um, you were going to say because you're a woman. I was going to launch <laughs> right over the table. <laughs> Um, I'm being the best man I can be. Thank you, Gillette Razors. Um, I almost, but did not tear up in this film when really? they killed when they killed David Dunn at the end. I was uh, fucking devastated. Yeah, oh, yeah, that was bothered. that was brutal. I was it was I really you know how much I like Unbreakable. Yeah. I was I hope, and this is nothing against against this movie. I hope this is just the final chapter and they are done because I'm no longer interested in where the story is going. Because um, they, they come a favorite character. That's fine, but for me. Nice little conclusion, washing my hands. It is done. Please don't touch this again. Does that come from you having seen Unbreakable and building a relationship with David Dunn as a character yep. or does that just come from the fact that he is seen as the good guy and you didn't want the good guy to die? Both. 
he's a he's a really great character in Unbreakable. The the whole movie because it's, it's very slow, but it's just following him as a as a not real human being going through and trying to work out what's going on. And because it's played so intimately to his character, and I really liked his character. And then having him go to this point where he's like, finally, hey, I should do what I'm doing to try and make some good in the world. Like, cool, this person's you know taking on a little extra responsibility for no reason, but they have the ability, so they should. Mm. And then dying yeah. the way he did as well, especially just being drowned like, in such a harsh death. He was a good guy yeah. and he was, you know, killed through his one weakness, which seems a bit rough. Yeah. But for me- I don't know. I think a lot of humans share that weakness. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I don't mind. <laughs> distinct in a tremendous inability to breathe underwater. <laughs> Except for Arthur Curry. Um, <laughs> I think- yeah, it was just having – because he's not in this movie really. Not that much, no. Only – I reckon collectively David Dunn would be in this movie for maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. He doesn't 30. even say that much when he is. He doesn't on, say that yeah. much. So I didn't have a strong – I was more upset for the sun. I was like, oh, that's yeah. rough. Yeah. But it wasn't a teary moment at all. See, when, when um, Glass and uh, Kevin died, I was fine with it because I was like, you know what, I, I felt bad for Kevin, as in specifically Kevin, but – the the character had done its his bad stuff. It it was like a righteous a right end for him. Mm. Glass had obviously done all of his bad stuff too. It was the right story end for him. I'm not saying it wasn't the right end for Dave. It was just the most painful one because out of everyone who deserved this, it wasn't him. He didn't say that. Yeah, and it's, it's just a, it's just a brutal death being drowned apart. Oh, yeah. it's not even like if he had died in battle against uh, the the whore, the what do you call him, the beast, or whatever. Which he couldn't have. Yes, but if he if he did, if he, they drowned when fighting in the um the yeah. water tank, for example. He would have died heroic, but the fact that he was just drowned out in the end, murdered yeah. by a non-superhero. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. why it was more painful. But this is a good thing. I appreciate that the movie did this. Yeah. When, when uh, Dunn and, and the Beast were fighting inside the tank, mm. Mm. I thought what they were gearing up for is that David Dunn is somehow now going to overcome his fear, fear of water. I was like, damn, he's going to fly out of this tank. So then when they were uh, drowning him in the puddle, I thought, no, he's just going to break them off. He's going to yep. go and and the police will sort of let him. Some Somebody will yep. say, look, yeah, he's he probably needs to be taken to court because he has killed a lot of people. Yeah. But let's not forget However, that they were all I, bastards doing evil stuff. I too thought that that would be his moment where it would show that his vulnerability to water was a mental state yeah, and that a childhood incident had caused that. However, he could overcome it and he was going to. And then, no, and dead, it, and it didn't. dead, dead, dead. I actually no. thought okay, they, they, I thought they set it up before when, um, is it Casey, the girl? Mm-hmm. Uh, she went and had the meeting with the psychiatrist at the end when all three of the people had come to talk to her and she made the comment of Superman didn't even fly in his first issue. Yeah. I thought she was setting up for when he was in the thing, I thought he was literally going to fly out of that tank. <laughs> I thought they were just saying like, yeah, because he didn't fly in the first one. He fly in the second one. Yeah. I, I, I was yep. like, but good that they didn't these, do that either. These, well, that would have been bad. That would have been corny. But I thought that's what he was setting really up for. really mad <laughs> it's, good, it's good that they didn't specifically do that. But Shyamalan also didn't play with the metaphor. He just left it there. It was an interesting line and mm. that was it. Yeah. Mm. Surprising, right? Eh, not for Shyamalan. <laughs> well, Shyamalan said some pretty, like, he thinks very highly of himself for this movie. He's like, this is the first grounded superhero movie. I was like, good one, Shyamalan. <laughs> Don't let someone else say it. Say it yourself. He's, he's good. At- on the back. <laughs> he's good at what he does. He is right? when he does he, it well. well yes, no. I too am good at things I do well. No, no, I mean he's 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 
competent in writing a script and, and executing it and doing that, but maybe take some advice from other people or get some input from other and people. And that's when I find the writer-director